BestBookBits.com presents The 4-Hour Chef by Timothy Ferris, published in 2012 and weighing 671 pages. What if you could become a world-class in anything in six months or less? The 4-Hour Chef isn't just a cookbook. It's a choose-your-own-adventure guide to the world of rapid learning. Number one New York Times bestselling author and long-life non-cook, Tim Ferriss takes you from Manhattan to Okinawa and from Silicon Valley to Calcutta, unearthing the secrets of the world's fastest learners and greatest chefs. Ferris uses cooking to explain meta-learning, a step-by-step process that can be used to master anything, whether shearing steak or shooting three-pointers in basketball. The written summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring the book summary of The 4-Hour Chef. Lessons. Averages are bad indicators because in extremism, non-linear situations, you get major outliers that destroy the average. What you study is frequently more important than how you study. You could spend a lot of time studying things you don't need. Learning niece in Spanish when you have no nieces. Two lenses for viewing learning methods. Is the method effective? Have you narrowed down your material to the highest frequency? Is the method sustainable? Have you chosen a schedule and subject matter that you can stick with, or at least put up with, until reaching fluency? Will you actually swallow the pill you prescribed yourself? Use D-I-S-S-S and C-A-F-E as frameworks for learning. Dis. Deconstruction. What are the minimal learning units? The Lego blocks. What you should be starting with. And selection. Which 20% of the Lego blocks will give me 80% of the results? Sequencing. In what order should I learn the blocks? And stakes. How can I create real stakes to make sure I follow through on the program I've prescribed myself? And cafe. Compression. How can I compress the most important 20% into an easy to grasp one pager? Frequency. How frequently should I practice? Can I cram? What walls will I hit? What's the minimum effective dose for volume? And encoding. How do I anchor what I already know for rapid recall? Acronyms are an example. Deconstruction. You can break deconstruction down into four pieces. Reducing, interviewing, reversal, translating. Reducing. Figure out the composite parts that you can break the skill down to. E.g. the Kungi characters of Japanese. Interviewing. Find someone near the top or who was at the top that you can talk to about the skill. Number one, make a list of people to interview. And number two, contact them and find a way to provide value in exchange for their time. E.g. interviewing and featuring them. And number three, ask the questions. Some example questions for ultra endurance running. Who is good at ultra running despite being poorly built for it? Who's good at this? Who shouldn't be? Who are the most controversial or unorthodox runners or trainers? Why? What do you think of them? Who are the most impressive, lesser-known teachers? What makes you different? Who trained you or influenced you? Have you trained others to do this? Have they replicated your results? What are the biggest mistakes or myths you see in ultra-running training? What are the biggest wasters of time? What are your favorite instructional books or resources on the subject? If people had to teach themselves, what would you suggest they use? If you were to train me for four weeks for a fill-in-the-blank competition and had a million dollars on the line, what would the training look like? What if I trained for eight 
weeks. Reversal. What would happen if you did things in the reverse of the common practices? The best fires are built upside down. Largest logs on the bottom, building up to the kindling. Try Googling backward or reverse plus whatever it is you're trying to do. Translating. Find a common way to explain all the composite parts of the skill. E.g., deconstruction doesn't. is a great way to quickly immerse yourself in the composite parts when talking to someone who is more skilled. Look for the helping verbs, the little tricks of any skill that will let you pick it up very quickly. Selection. Simple works. Complex fails. Focus on the most important pieces that you will give you as much fluency in the skill as possible. 100 well-selected words would give you 50% of a language. Whatever the skill, find the pieces that would give you the most leverage fastest. And sequencing. It's the burden of working memory that makes something easy or hard. And good sequencing can reduce the burden on working memory by stringing things together. Many effective chess players start by learning the end game first. There are many skills that are implicit. Things the pros do without knowing it that they won't think to teach you. Ask, number one, what are commonalities among the best competitors? Number two, which of these aren't being actively taught, i.e. implicit in most cases? And number three, which neglected skills, answers to number two, could I get good at abnormally quickly? Stakes. How do you make a failure as painful as possible? Sticks work better than carrots because of loss aversion. Comprehension. The easiest way to avoid being overwhelmed is to create positive constraints. Restrict whatever it is you're trying to do. Take advantage of Parkinson's law instead of having it work against you. Create a perspective and practice one pages. A perspective of one of the things you need to do, the rules. A practice, one for real world, things to practice that teach the elements. Compress as much as possible to keep it all in your head. Compress as much as possible to keep it all in your head. Frequency. Skill learning will tend to follow a curve like this, as does the company growth, relationships, and others that follow. Looking at the graph, you'll see my language learning process, a bipolar learning graph. So down the bottom, we have the months, and on the left, we have the conversational speed plus confidence. You'll see in the first month, we hit the peak of set phrases, exchanges, the first 40 sentences. Then it goes down to improv begins, original sentence generation, paralysis by analysis. In month two, you'll start seeing start using native materials versus textbooks. And then it slowly goes up to month three, where physical neural adaptation. At the end of month three, you'll see it begin incorporating more complex grammar. And then going through from months three, four, five, and six, you'll hit a plateau and depression until step month number six, where it's the inflection point. And then the next two months goes up quite dramatically to 100% where we hit fluency. Based on the curve, you can forecast setbacks, plateaus, etc. Take breaks regularly. We remember things better at the beginning and ends of sessions. So more breaks equals more benefits from a serial position effect. And encoding. Encoding allows you to take things that you're not familiar with and make them familiar. Turn them into pieces you can attach to your existing knowledge. Chunk things into more memorable pieces. Chunk things into more 
memorable pieces instead of trying to remember every individual piece or the whole thing at once. Use a memory palace to remember things like numbers, cards, etc. At this point, the book turns into a cookbook and the meta-learning info is done. I'd encourage you to get it for yourself. And that's a wrap on The 4-Hour Chef by Timothy Ferris. Subscribe to our channel for future summaries and check out our website, bestbookbit.com, for the written summary and more. To buy the book, use the website store where you'll find this book and hundreds more to browse and purchase. Thanks for watching and I hope you learned a thing or two about The 4-Hour Chef. Have yourself an amazing day.